Adaptive Circuits Engaged. Because you're listening to Know the Lore Overwatch. Everybody. I hope life is finding you good and well right now. I am recording this right in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, which really, really sucks. And things are feeling a little bit chaotic and very anxiety-inducing. But I am thankful that Blizzard has given us a new hero announcement to brighten up our spirits a little bit. And this finally answers the questions about the mysterious sixth founding member of Overwatch, which we have been speculating on since Overwatch started. Now, if you remember, and we've spoken about this before, there's an old photographic image that we've seen since the beginning of Overwatch that featured several characters before Overwatch's fall. Characters like Jack Morrison, Gabriel Reyes, Anna and a young Faria Amari, Mercy, Sojourn, who I'm sure we'll get some more information on in the near future so she can have her own episode here. Uh, but there's been one guy hanging out in the bottom left corner of that photo that always bothered me. And we've only heard the name Liao in regards to being the sixth founding member with no confirmation on who exactly that was. So many, including myself, thought, hey, that must be Liao. Although it kind of looks like a young Genji, even though Genji would have been part Omnic by the time he was with Overwatch. Well, now it seems that that really was Genji, and the photo is uh, basically being retconned. So if they were to update that image in-game or in some of the media and stuff that you see, you would be seeing that same character as we see him now, with all of his kind of like Omnic uh, pieces and all that good stuff. Or possibly not at all, because the timeline of him joining Overwatch does not match up with that photo whatsoever. So retcons everywhere. But who is Liao then? We actually had a hint several years ago that I filed away in my little crazy brain here. Did I just call my brain little? Oh, dang. Anyway, a while back, there was going to be a full-on graphic novel called First Strike about the origins and the first mission of Overwatch. Now, on the cover of that book, if you've ever seen the the art, you can see all of the founding members of Overwatch, which would be uh, Morrison, Reyes, Anna, Reinhardt, Torbjorn, along with an elderly Asian woman and an unidentified Omnic. That was our first real hint of who Liao could be. And ever since, it's kind of stuck with the general hive mind, that is, Overwatch nerds, that Liao must be some kind of scientist. Well, then Chris Metzen, who was heading up the entire story of this world, left Blizzard and Michael Chu stepped in, which coincidentally, I'm recording this and just found out a week ago, Michael Chu quit. So, wow. All right, Blizzard. Anyway, the plans for the graphic novel were scrapped when Metzen left and they wanted to take the story in a different direction. So with that, our hopes of finding out who this mysterious old woman and Omnic were Kind of fell away, at least for a little bit. But I'm very happy to be able to tell you now that those two characters were the bones for who we now have confirmed as characters, which are Dr. Amina Liao and Echo. Of course, with very, very distinct design changes to accompany them both. And just to save any confusion, Dr. Liao is not the playable character. 
That spot belongs to our beloved Echo, who has been teased for, what, like two years now? Come on, Blizzard. All right, so to explain the story of Echo, we have to explain the story of Dr. Liao. So we need to backtrack a little bit. Years ago, Dr. Mina Liao from Singapore is one of the leading experts in both robotics and artificial intelligence in the entire world. Because of that, she was hired by the Omnica Corporation and was actually instrumental in creating the Omnics. That's crazy. I mean, ladies, gentlemen, everybody else, that's the first time we have ever gotten any hint of one, an employee from the Omnica Corporation, or anyone who had a hand in creating the Omnics. Now, I know what you're thinking. No, she isn't the reason the Omnics broke bad. She helped develop them. But remember, they were mass-produced in these giant facilities called Omniums. And it's heavily implied that what's known as a god AI is what caused the Omnics to actually go to war against the humans. Now, did she have a hand in creating any god AIs? Maybe. We don't really know at this point and and might not ever find out. But Dr. Liao was a woman of peace. So if there's something she created that did go wrong, it was definitely not intended. And in fact, she had her own personal crisis when the Omnic crisis began because she blamed herself and worried that she must have made some kind of mistake somewhere along the line. Now, once the United Nations began putting together the Overwatch task force to combat the Omnics once the war began, the Overwatch commander, Jack Morrison, quickly recruited Dr. Liao. Although she was very hesitant at why they would want her to join since she's the one that helped create the Omnics, which have started the war in the first place, but that's the reason that Jack Morrison wanted her on the team. She would have the best insight in how to understand the Omnics more than anyone else. During her time with Overwatch as head of robotics, she also created an AI computer system named Athena, which you probably recognize because Athena is all over the game and is prominently featured in one of the very first cinematics we ever got, which was Recall. All right, and if you hear any crinkling in the background, that's me putting on my tinfoil hat because seeing how Athena is named after the Greek goddess and the only god AI we know of is named after the Egyptian god Anubis, you can kind of see why I question if Liao had anything to do with the god AIs. But again, that's some tinfoil hat speculation. I'm going to go ahead and take this off now real quick. Okay. Anyway, the first Omnic crisis ends, and Dr. Liao continues her work for Overwatch, lamenting the fate of the Omnics and how they are treated by the world moving forward. It's heavily noted that she was very inspired by the Omnic monks that suddenly came into enlightenment, one of those being Takartha Zenyatta, and she wanted to show the world the potential that artificial life really has and redeem this idea of creations like the Omnics as truly having their own lives rather than being slaves or, or property. Therefore, with Commander Morrison's authorization, she began to work on what she saw as her true life's work. Something kind of like an Omnic, but not. Basically a different kind of robot. Something more human than the Omnics. Something that could become purely good, that could help save the world, that could inspire others. So she began her work on the creation of Echo. Echo was a brand new robot built from the ground up with a new design, capable of flight, but the most interesting trait of hers is this adaptive learning personality. 
In game, that translates pretty much literally as she can take on the form and abilities of any other character as her ultimate. So when it came down to her role as a part of Overwatch, she served on strike teams where she could take on whatever role was needed in the moment. But Dr. Liao and Echo had a big secret. Overwatch Command was reluctant about how advanced this technology was, so they tasked Dr. Liao with putting limits and multiple failsafes on Echo's capabilities. Basically, they were nervous that this would become like another Omnic Crisis, but Echo was way more advanced than any Omnic. So maybe she would be unstoppable if she did fall into the wrong hands or if she started adapting in a way that wasn't good. But Dr. Liao, wanting to prove to herself and the world that artificial life could be redeemed, did not actually put these restrictions in place with an echo. And in fact, her advanced AI allowed her to learn and grow through observation, which is what humans do, which is why she began to speak and act just like her creator. She also learned from observing her fellow Overwatch agents around her, seeing what they did, why they did it, how they did it. And she began to really form an actual personality, though it shared tons of characteristics with that of Dr. Liao. Now, one question that's probably burning on everybody's minds, and if it's not, I'm going to make it burn in your mind. How does McCree fit into this situation? Now, if you guys don't remember, let's rewind again back to the reunion cinematic, which was, what, a year ago, two years ago, I don't remember anymore, guys. McCree rescues a train shipment from Ash and the Deadlock Gang. Okay, now you guys remember it. There you go. At the end, when he opens this crazy high-tech-looking crate, Echo emerges. They hold hands and look quite comfortable with each other. Well, turns out, Jesse McCree was one of the very few that knew everything Dr. Liao was doing. And so in addition to him serving under Blackwatch, he often acted as her bodyguard and helped keep Echo's true nature a secret. All right, now for the downer part, guys. There's, there's a downer. Sorry. At some point, an attack occurred at an Overwatch facility where Dr. Liao was working. There was lots of gunfire, there was an explosion, and Dr. Liao was killed in the incident. Now, there's some speculation that the explosion within the lab that killed her could have been the attack on the Overwatch headquarters in Switzerland that led the world to believe that Jack Morrison and Gabriel Reyes were also killed because they basically went to war against each other, but we don't really know that for sure. Now, fearing that Echo and her technology could fall into the wrong hands, especially with Overwatch being destroyed, she was quarantined, which means she was basically put into hibernation mode and then sealed away. Then came the ban from the United Nations for any Overwatch-related activities, all of the agents were dispersed, and the American government took possession of the Echo project. Meaning, you know, they took Echo, basically. Kept her in her little box. Now, something really interesting to note from a talk that Jeff Kaplan did, and he is the guy that is heading up Overwatch over at Blizzard, Jesse McCree may have actually leaked Echo's location knowing that Ash and the Deadlock gang would come for it. This gave him the opportunity to free Echo without having to actually commit the crime himself, so Echo could answer the call that Winston put out for former Overwatch agents to return to action. As McCree said, he has other business to attend to. 
Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't include that there's also a lot of speculation about some kind of romance between McCree and Echo. Because, I mean, they kind of lead you to believe that or something similar in, in that reunion cinematic. But I think it's more likely that they're just close friends, although I would absolutely ship those two. But if he was one of the very few that really knew who Echo was while he was guarding Dr. Liao, you can imagine that they all would have grown really close. There's also the possibility that he was super close with Mina Liao, maybe even romantically, and Echo, who talks and has very similar thoughts and feelings as Dr. Liao, would definitely remind him of his deceased friend or lover or whoever she was to him. But that part's all speculation. Seriously, I gotta put this tinfoil hat away. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We have so many questions answered during this time that we need anything else to focus on. So count me in as one happy little nerd right now. But that is all we've got for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you did like this episode, please like, share, comment, wherever you're listening to this thing. If you have that capability, do that. Share it with a friend. Share it on social media. That is the best way to, to help me out. And if you like me and are interested in some of the other shows I do, you can find the podcast Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom, which is exactly what it sounds like. There's also Party in Peril, where me and some of the others from Nerd Sloth play Dungeons and Dragons. I recently had to take over as the DM because of some unforeseen circumstances. And we're like 20-something episodes deep into this campaign that is going to be wrapping up in the next several months. And then we will be starting a new one, which is going to be super, super, super fun. There's also Anxiously Ever After, which is a podcast I do with my wife, Rochelle, where we talk about the state of our mental health and the things that we do to help ourselves and help each other out. And if you go to youtube.com slash nerdsloth, you can also find some of my personal channels on there, such as Rerolling, which is about my mental and physical health, and Spartacris Gaming, which is just me doing a bunch of Let's Plays, usually of indie games and stuff. And yeah, I've been asked a lot to do some Overwatch, and I promise I will, I promise. Just haven't gotten there yet. I've been sucked in playing so many indie games. And I also do a free-to-play Friday, which is basically every Friday I find a free game on Steam. I play it and figure out if it is a rock or if it's a hidden gem that everyone should be playing and, and is really fun. So go check all that stuff out. And if you do want to support the show by financial means, you can go to patreon.com slash nerdsloth and consider a monthly $5 donation that helps us keep the lights on and, and keep pumping stuff out because we pay for everything out of pocket or from donations from listeners. So thank you very much to all of our current subscribers and any future subscribers. We love you. I love you so much. And thank you to everyone that's been leaving really great reviews for this podcast on Apple Podcasts. This is actually one of the highest rated Overwatch podcasts out there. Definitely the highest rated one about lore. So that makes me feel good. So thank you so much for doing that. And honestly, everyone, I, I hope you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy in this really weird time period that we're all going through. Um, and just make sure to do whatever you have to do to take care of yourselves and be kind to each other. All right? Again, thank you for listening. I love you all, and we'll see you next time. Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at NerdSloth.com, along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme, remixed by DJ Efficsha. Go to Efficsha.com to hear more.
presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, catch us on YouTube and Twitch or visit us at nerdsloth.com.